Brilliance Audio presents Pretty Girls Dancing by Kylie Brandt, performed by Luke Daniels, Emily Sutton-Smith, Lauren Ezzo, M. Eldridge, and Dan John Miller. Whitney reached under her pillow for her buzzing cell phone, read the text on the screen, and smiled. Are you coming? A wash of excitement flooded her as she stared at the words. Was she? She'd changed her mind a dozen times since she and Patrick had come up with this plan. Had half expected that in the end, he would change his mind, too. Ride a moped 12 miles, just so they could meet up for the first time in person? It had sounded thrilling when they'd started talking about it a couple of weeks ago. But now second thoughts dampened her excitement. Her dad would seriously kill her if she got caught. The text alert sounded again. This time there was a cartoon pic of a sad-looking donkey sitting in a snowbank. Freezing my ass off here. Delighted, she muffled a laugh in her pillow. Janie, out front, please. We're about to get busy. There was a quick hitch in Janie's throat, a spreading heaviness in her chest, as she reluctantly turned away from the fryers and grills. Making her way from the kitchen to the Dairy Whip's front counter, she concentrated on the slow and steady breathing that could usually keep the deep-seated anxiety at bay. The medication in her purse would make speaking to people a bit easier, but for the last few months she'd been trying to curtail her dosage. She didn't want to end up like her mother, reliant on chemicals just to get through the day. A gaggle of high schoolers was crowding toward the front door, and she took her place next to a register, order pad ready. A quick scan of the faces revealed that she knew them all, at least by sight. They were only acquaintances because Janie didn't make friends. Except for Olivia Naughton, who'd steamrollered into her life in kindergarten and hadn't seemed to care that it had been nearly nine months before Janie had spoken a word to her. Apparently, give me back that damn truck had cemented whatever attraction Janie held for Olivia, because they'd been best friends ever since. I know spring is months away, but it's never too soon to start planning. I'd love to see us do the county park beds in purple and red salvia. Petunias are so... I swear the boy got that lazy gene from his father. He doesn't even shower some days. And forget about asking him to lift a... Quinn's three-day sale. Don't you just love their shoes? Claire Willard sipped from her vodka martini and let the snippets of luncheon conversation swirl around her. The second drink of the day always softened the edges a bit, made it worth the painstaking care she took with her appearance. By the third or fourth glass, the difficulty she'd had getting out of bed that morning would be long forgotten. She coveted the blessed numbness, guarded it closely, like the collection of rainbow-colored pills she kept secreted inside a tiny drawer at the base of an antique clock in her bedroom. Great news on the Turnbull account, Willard. Steve Grayson stopped David in the hallway, flashing his toothpaste-ad smile. You pulled that one out of the fire. Sometime over drinks, you'll have to tell me how you kept them from following through on their threat to go with Samuel's marketing. The man stepped closer, lowered his voice. I'm hearing murmurs of corporate espionage. Espionage. That's water-cooler gossip, Steve, David said easily although I did discover some interdepartmental errors that almost cost us the client. His cell phone vibrated. Checking the screen, he saw that it was another call from Claire. He held the phone up. I have to take this. With a wave, he headed toward his office, 
his corner office, and the symbol of everything he had that Steve Grayson wanted. There had been times in the last few days when he'd been certain that the man was finally going to get it. But yesterday, he'd finally prevented Turnbull from jumping ship, and today, his world was right again. Sleet pinged off the window behind Mark as he shifted awkwardly in front of the interview room. As miserable as the weather had become outside, given the chance he'd switch locations in a heartbeat. The crowd of journalists danced and bobbed before him as the reporters jockeyed for position. We're here at the request of Saxon Falls Chief of Police Don Masterson to assist in the investigation in any way we can. The booming voice of Ben Craw, senior agent with the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation, required no amplification to carry across the conference room inside the police headquarters. Our first concern is to see that Whitney DeVries returns home safely.